This is Matt Hurt, at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter. This is Tiny, at Obsessive Tiny on Twitter. And I am Mike White, at I am Mike White on Twitter. <laughs> and this is ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. Oh, that's it. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So that's welcome, my... guys. Uh, I just yes. yawned. I'm going to try that again. <laughs> but... So welcome, guys. Hi. 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 Thanks for having us. Oh, you're welcome. Um, Do you need coffee or anything? <laughs> um, oh, I'm going to make go coffee, coffee before work tonight. We'll express mail it to you, Mike. Nice. What's that? The Coffee. coffee. The coffee? All right. Overnight it. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. When's this weather going to end, guys? Let's talk about the weather. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Obsessive meteorologist. Yeah. Everybody's sick of the weather, man. It sucks. Um, yeah. Everybody everybody keeps saying, like, spring is pushed back. Hmm. Like, oh, spring is... Uh, when are we ever going to get a spring? I was like, well, for starters, spring is not for another 18 days or whatever. Right. Right. And then on that day, it could be 75. It could be 75 degrees tomorrow. Right. You know what I mean? It's not like, it's not like the rotation of the earth is slower. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the orb. I didn't mean to say rotation. Right. Yeah. I was just making chit chat and then I got berated. I'm kidding. Um, Uh, Yeah. So anyway, welcome to the Obsessive Viewer Podcast. This week, we are just going to do a rundown of the Oscar, how we feel about the Oscars. It's going to be short, I think. Uh, and then we're just going to do a general discussion of pretty much anything we've been watching. Is that correct, guys? Is that good? Sounds good. Yes. Nice. Extended potpourri. Yes. Yes. That's going to be the <laughs> title of the episode. It's been, um, like, it's been like three or four episodes since we've done a proper potpourri, I think. Yes. Yeah. We've even done one. And when uh, it... And when it when that episode was up, it was the one that was all choppy and messed up. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah. First of all, I want to say thank you to Star Tissue for providing the theme music, and also thank you to all the awesome podcasts that joined us for our Oscar discussion last week. There was, I think that went really well. Um, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, and I'm gonna be on Movie Buzzed podcast uh pretty soon i don't know when he's gonna put the episode up but uh he didn't he did a one-man viewing party uh zach from movie buzz did and he it was it was it was cool because like he had people call in so i like he called me and i talked to him a couple times during the oscars and it was it was a lot of fun i'm looking forward to it Sweet. Uh, cool yeah yeah that'll be cool so, what did you guys think of the 86th, this 86th? Yeah. Yep. Um, annual Academy Awards. Good times. Nice. I, yeah. Uh, I really liked the ceremony. You know, that's two different things you got to talk about. You know, how, who won what and stuff like that, and then the ceremony right. itself. So, uh, this year, I think it was a really good ceremony. Sometimes it's not. Um, Ellen DeGeneres 
has become my favorite Oscar host. It was yeah. John Stewart because I'm such a huge fan of his. Mm-hmm. Um, John Stewart the first year was great. He was, yeah. His second year, I think, lacked something. I don't even remember his second year. He's only done one, actually, hasn't really? he? I thought he did two. I think he's only done the one. I feel like he only did one. Yeah. Mm. Huh. Mm, I could be wrong. If only there was some kind of database. 78th and 80th Oscars. Academy oh, Awards. wow. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. My bad. He he actually sandwiched Ellen. Wow. Huh. Ellen's first one. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Which um, one was Crash? That's how or? forgettable his second one was. Yeah. Was his yeah. first one Crash or? Yes. Okay. Huh. Yes, it was. Okay. Um. Anyways, Ellen awesome she's great uh the mm-hmm. whole thing with the pizza being delivered like i thought they were just kind of having a little joke and then a guy shows up with pizzas it was really funny and like i think a, a less talented host that would not have worked at all but because right. she's she's so good at like working people and and like she she can make any situation funny that it just it absolutely worked because of that so absolutely yeah, yeah. um I loved her monologue. I loved I loved her jabs at uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, um, yeah. I just thought that that was just it was perfect because she's not like other hosts. Like if, like if the, you had like someone up there that that was making jokes about the nominees, it would be. I mean, it would be it would be playful and everything, but it would also kind of come across as a little um, a little sarcastic and snarky. Like, uh, um, I don't know, but it was, it was just this, this kind of gentle ribbing that was like, kind of like, oh yeah, I, I'm not going to talk about that. And if you guys are wondering, she fell down. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, and then, and then she fell down today. I don't Was it a cone or something? What, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> it was just really, just really like pleasant. And it was, it was hilarious. I loved it. Um, yeah, I liked, uh. And one of the nominees is her, and by her I mean Meryl Streep. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. Nice. Uh-huh. The Liza Minnelli dig was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was all good. I, I oh, thought yeah. it was a good show. Yeah. yeah, the performances too. Usually they're kind of they're kind of snore kind of snore fests, you know. Right. Yeah. But uh, I mean, Pink was awesome singing "Somewhere Over the Rainbow." Pink was good. Oh, Adele Dazeem was pretty good. <laughs> 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 Adele Dezim. Um I did think that Pharrell is kind of like a poor man's Bruno Mars. Huh. Or not generally speaking. I don't think he's anything like Bruno Mars for the most part. But that performance of Happy sounded like sounded like a lesser Bruno Mars song. Interesting. Sure. Yeah. I'm so unfamiliar with Bruno Mars. I'm so unfamiliar with music. Yeah, um, that's true. You're still listening to the same Motion City soundtrack CD. Seriously, that you the got same in college. Five, the same five ones are in my rotation in my yeah. in my in my car. That's um, right. Yeah, so I basically know Motion City soundtrack and Star Tissue. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. And thank you, Jade. Oh, and thank you, Jade. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Swimming for the summer. Huh? <laughs> uh, but more importantly, winners and losers. Yes. I know yes. you guys have some things to say about that. Yes. I will start off by saying <laughs> I like I kind of got not I mean I don't know. I got some resistance on this I, I guess, but 
best documentary. Yeah. I can't speak with authority about it because I haven't seen the nominees. I'll preface it that way. But judging from this year's award and last year's, it seems like they are purposely, the voters are purposely avoiding, like, serious subject matter. Yeah. Um, and okay. I mean, Mike, did you, you saw the search for Sugarman, right? Sugarman? No, I did not. No? Who did? Someone did. I've asked like two people. Um, <laughs> But it was apparently really good, and I, I'm not. I will say yes. Okay, that's that's fine. Um, and I'm sure that Twenty Feet from Stardom, Stardom is really good. But in terms of of subject matter alone, if you view them as subject matter alone, the first, last year we had the Invisible War, which was about women being raped in the military, and it being just a really unreported issue. And then this year we had movies about genocide and, and war crimes and, and uh, just just re- uh, uh, revolution and stuff. And then we give it to they give it to an, a, a documentary about backup singers. Right. But they're not judging it on subject matter alone. I know. And that's that's why I can't speak with authority. I just mean it just seems like I read an article that was um, an academy, an academy voter basically gave like her reasoning for. Uh, her votes and it's like she she didn't watch 12 she didn't even watch 12 years a slave because she's she's an old woman and doesn't want bad things in her mind and and like she wanted june scribb to win because she was old which i mean june scribb i wanted to win she was my pick uh honestly i thought she did a great job in nebraska um, and then she said that she voted for 12, uh, uh, 20 feet from stardom because it was delightful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was one other one that was like a glaring, just like, what are you doing kind of thing? But yeah. And it's just like, that's kind of seems like people give, that's, that's why I don't take a lot of stock in the Oscars is because people think that it's this, this really big thing. That's really indicative of, um, of just like quality of, of the movies. And I mean, it's voted on by like what, like 6,000 people mm-hmm. who we don't know if they've even seen all of them. Um, yeah. what I would like is to have like a, like a, a council or something of people who actually review, like, like watch all of the movies and every nominee. Um, what, uh, one thing I like, I like what Mike said that they, the only thing they don't, they don't take the, the, you know, the importance of the subject matter is not the only factor. Right. I agree with that. Absolutely. But I think, I feel like the Oscars has a bit of a responsibility as a, it is, it is the epitome of film fame. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. not just for the United States. It's for the whole world. And I feel like they have a responsibility to pick things that are important as well. Like, I'm not saying that it, it, it has to be important if it's a really well-made and artistic documentary, I understand. But there were three other choices that were just so much more significant than 20 Feet Stardom. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, um, just about the the process, the logistics of making the films. Mm-hmm. If you look at 20 Feet from Stardom, you got people following around performers on stages and filming them. Yeah, that's what Twenty Feet from Stardom was. Um, the act of killing was a bunch of white people going into the country with the largest Muslim population in the world, uh, where a mass genocide had taken place, and 
tricking these people into a documentary. Yeah. Um, uh, Dirty Wars was Jeremy Scahill, a white guy, going to Afghanistan and getting shot at with AK-47s, literally. It's in the movie. Um, he gets his life threatened a couple times. And then The Square was literally literally these people risking their lives to film this documentary in this incredibly volatile situation where two parties are colliding and a lot of people actually died and some of these people got hurt. Yeah. It's just, you know, that's another thing that, to weigh. I just, I'm just so offended by that, to be honest. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Hollywood and, and the Academy have this, um, this propensity to vote for anything that has to do with celebrity. Like their, yeah, their own thing, uh, like the artist winning a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to me is a joke. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that was a fine movie, but it was not the best movie of the year. No, no. but it was about movies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm glad, Tiny, that you mentioned that because I know that you can speak with more authority about it because you've actually seen the documentaries. Yeah, but I mean. <sighs> That's the problem I have with it is that they're not judging it based on they're judging it from the perspective of their kind of I mean it it's no it's no it's no question that that Hollywood is kind of cut off not it's kind of its own its own entity like they mm-hmm. they exist in oh, Hollywood yeah. and they only view it as Hollywood that's why that's one of the reasons why the wire didn't get hardly any any recognition in terms of Emmys or anything because like I read an article when that when the wire was on saying that the reason that it didn't it didn't get the acclaim and viewership and 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 awards and everything that that it it uh deserved it completely deserved I almost said arguably but there's no argument I mean it's yeah. one of the it's one of the greatest things ever to be put on television but the reason is because people in Hollywood in in Hollywood don't see it being filmed it's film it was filmed in baltimore and they just it's because it's not in their consciousness of of seeing it being filmed on their street or it's being it's in uh um uh no like like locales that they're familiar with and that's just it's that's not an accurate way to judge something or it's not an actual accurate way to do something um like that so right i don't know so that's that's kind of a big gripe that i have with these award ceremonies and everything. And I mean, people will say like, Oh, Hey, well that was nominated for an Oscar. That was, that was a, that was, that won the Oscar for that. It's like, but does, is what does that really say in terms of its quality? Yeah. Well, I think the nomination says a lot about a movie. Well, yeah, maybe I, mi- I misspoke, but the, the wins, but then again, I mean, with, with a category like best documentary, the do- the nomination does not mean as much as like an actor being nominated, right? Because sure. yeah. you know, best documentary people only care about the one that won, really, for the most yeah. part. Yeah, and when people say, and when people say, like, well, they're not judging it on subject matter or anything like that, it's like that's fine and everything. But then in the back of my head, I'm like, how many more documentaries were there that that depicted something that was of cultural significance and a very timeliness and and was very um, important. That got snubbed because this this documentary about backup dancers got the nomination. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. That's true. But I don't know. You know, a lot of I, I don't know what the ratio is, what the numbers like. I, I haven't seen the pie chart of who's who of the Academy voters. Mm-hmm. 
but I imagine, and my understanding is that a lot of it is filmmakers mm-hmm. rather than just the actors. And uh, I think they they take more stock than we do in the production value of mm-hmm. of the movie and True. and how well the movie was made. It's kind of my argument last week about why. Um, I thought, and by the way, I'm going to uh, put a feather in my own cap. I'm proud of myself for my uh, best director, best picture um, f- f- picks there yeah. for Alfonso yeah. Cuaron. And, uh, and I think that's why, and I said last week I thought it was a better filmed movie. It was a, it was a better done movie. Um, but, of course, you know, Toby's Slate was more important. But I, but I think the voters pay more attention to that stuff. And like I said, I did not see any of the documentaries uh, – maybe they just thought, you know, none of us are filmmakers. So maybe right. there's something we're not seeing about, um, about 20 feet from the stage or 20 minutes, 20, 20 feet from stardom. Feet from stardom um, yeah. So I don't know. It's it, Matt. It's why you never seem to win the Oscar pool. I know is, <laughs> because like, I don't think you would be good at stocks. Not at all. Not <laughs> even a little bit. Um, it's one of those, it's, it's one of those things where, it's. I mean, and granted, I still again. I have to say, I haven't seen any of the best documentary nominees from this year or last year. I'm actually planning on going and watching, like as many of the or all of them, and then maybe posting something on the blog about it. Because I mean, that's how that's how bothered I was by it. Because Hollywood or or the Oscars, they get they give statues to certain things like i like i don't i don't think anyone would argue against the the notion that um crash winning best picture was a political thing because they like in my eyes it was basically they had okay well we have this we have this i i think i said this on on the movie buzzed podcast that you can check out um but you basically have brokeback mountain and crash it's like okay well we can let me let me vote for this. It could either go to the movie about gay people or the movie about racism. Which one's going to play better? Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And that's how I feel. That's how I feel that they voted for that one because I, I mean, crash was crash was a perfectly fine movie, but Brokeback mountain, man, it just yeah. blew it out. Like of I the said, water. it's, it's in my top three of the two thousands. Absolutely. And I mean, in it, it, it's an objective opinion that's our own opinion but it's absolute fact um <laughs> no it's it's something that is widely widely regarded as 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 the majority i just don't see how the academy could have felt differently yeah um it's frustrating it really it is it also makes you wonder if at the time our our judgment might be clouded by time because it was snubbed and a lot of people have spoken up about how Brokeback Mountain should have won. I can't remember 2005 and I can't remember which had more buzz or what was the favorite going in. Today, huh. we agree fully. Well, and I agreed back then. I thought Brokeback Mountain was a better movie. Yeah. Today, most of the people you hear from are people saying, well, Brokeback Mountain was such a better movie. That's because the the crash fans don't have they don't have to speak up anymore mm-hmm. so it makes me wonder uh-huh. if there were a large clearly there were back then but there must have been a larger faction of people who thought that was a better better movie and i guess it's 
it's up for opinion. I don't know. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's good hard point. to say. That that is a good point. Um I feel like Crash had the hype, but it was under it it was under the a a very large or very vocal minority saying why does this have so much hype? Yeah. Um mm-hmm. I don't know. And I mean it's the same with like I mean Jennifer Lawrence getting nominated because I I again I haven't seen this so I feel like I feel like I'm a douchebag for not for speaking on it or whatever but I've heard a lot of people say that oh Jennifer Lawrence got nominated because they like Jennifer Lawrence. Um I agree with that. I say that too. Right? I agree with that. And I mean things like I, I don't know. We we've we've spent way too much time talking about it. Let's talk about the actual winners and everything. Yeah. If uh if you're a fan of Crash and think it deserved the Best Picture nominee or, or Best Picture, it certainly deserved year. a nomination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you if you believe that Crash was deserved deserved a uh, Best Picture, shoot us an email at ovpodcast at gmail dot com, um, yeah. and we'll watch as our inbox gets flooded. So I think we're okay with with a lot of the choices. Like we, I, I'm. I bet you guys are okay with Gravity with best film editing. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Best original score, Gravity. I, I think that's a toss up, but I'm okay with Gravity. Production yeah. design for Great Gatsby makes sense. Gravity sound editing, sound mixing makes sense. Visual effects, absolutely Gravity, absolutely. Yeah. Best adapted, Twelve Years a Slave. Best original, so glad her won that. I I yeah. can. I just want to stop right there. I'm so happy with the writing categories. I was yeah, so me too. both of yeah. them. Yeah, me too. Those I was, were those are fantastic. Yeah, I was yeah. floored. I was absolutely floored because her is just an amazing script, and of course, Twelve Years a Slave, which I've heard apparently um, Steve McQueen and John Ridley are have like are on the outs or whatever. Because I guess hmm. it goes that I guess Steve McQueen did some like worked with him to adapt it, and then he asked to get a shared credit, and then he politely declined. But I guess there was a rift between that uh, between hmm. them after that. So uh, I think there are three that we really need to talk about. <clears throat> and I'll start with best actor in a leading role goes to Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. And I tweeted out the the moment it happened. I really love Matthew McConaughey. We've talked a lot about what he's doing. I think he's probably going to win an Emmy next year I hope uh, so. for True Detective. And he had has had an amazing, amazing two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for Dallas Buyers Club, in comparison to Chiwetel Ejiofor in 12 Years a Slave, there is no comparison. Yeah, I agree. He's, I th- you're right. Yeah, uh, Matthew McConaughey is a really, really strong number two. Yeah. But Chiwetel Ejiofor was, that's how good he was. He was even yep. better. That's yeah. Right. yeah, I, I agree. Yep. He, he won. That's a political one. That's one where I'm like, oh, Academy voters, come on. That's a that's they're they're recognizing True Detective. They're recognizing Magic Mike, mm-hmm. Mud, Killer Joe. They're recognizing what Matthew McConaughey has done recently, and not taking a look at Dallas Buyers Club, which was a great great movie, and Matthew McConaughey was really good in it. But he wasn't Chiwetel Ejiofor in Twelve Years a Slave. Right. Right. Um. Was Magic Mike really that like a good performance for him? <laughs> it was. That's really? that's was kind of the start. That was the kickoff of the no McConaughey. Huh. 
Reconnaissance. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's not my. It's not my word. I wish it was. But it's oh, there. that's awesome. So um, I was I was like happy for McConaughey. I really yeah. liked his speech, and and I I like the thought that this success is going to continue for him. Yeah. Um, but I was really hoping, you know, a win for IGA Four would would just kind of launch him. Yeah. Me too. I was really thinking that Twelve Years of Slave was going to sweep, and I got really nervous that Gravity was going to win Best Picture. Yeah. And I say that being a person who. The day of the um, the uh, the Oscars, I watched Gravity for the fourth time in my life. Um, <laughs> after watching it for three times in the theater, I love that movie so much, but it's it wasn't Best Picture worthy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm glad it didn't win, but I got really nervous. I was I was very I was tensed up because I was like, I mean, I knew I lost my uh, Oscar pool, which. Uh, Let's not talk about that. <laughs> Which movie did you enjoy better? When you left the theater, did you did you did you have a better now I can't say a happier experience. That's a right. stupid question. But right. did you have a better experience after Gravity or Twelve Years a Slave? How which movie had more O's in your wow? Well Because huh. I because I ask they were very asked because it's a it kind of goes against kind of what you've been arguing about in the first place um or or maybe not it maybe it kind of supports your theory but kind of goes with your uh the the academy went the right way mm-hmm. with your argument early on right that the more important movie should win um but I bet your wow had more o's for gravity well it certainly did for me. It was, it was, they're two, they're two unique, um, theater experiences for me because gravity like blew my mind in terms of visual style and, uh, um, acting. I actually, I really loved Clooney in that movie. Yeah. But in terms of substance, I've, I've, I've kind of, I've made the argument several times before that there was no, the whole story of her, uh, losing her daughter and and all that stuff and and kind of her her like gaining back her life or whatever as she's fighting to to survive mm-hmm. it was really really in our face you know um, when I first saw the movie and texted you mm-hmm. I said you know I loved it a lot but I had some narrative issues I think your response was really <laughs> <laughs> I was more ex- I was more floored by the theater experience. I've seen it four times now, so I know the movie from beginning yeah. to end. I don't blame you. Backwards I don't, and forwards. I don't yeah. blame you. It's and over time, and I haven't seen it since the first time. Oh, and okay. my love for it has only grown. Yeah, and then compare that to Twelve Years a Slave, which was one of the most just. I I don't think I've quite had a theater experience like that, where I'm so moved by a movie and so. I mean. I, I'm so moved. I was so moved by the movie and so just jarred by just the, the non Hollywoodness of it, how it's just mm-hmm. unrelenting and very, very true in its depiction. And, and the, the writing, I love the writing of it, yeah. but I, I, like these were all things that I was, that I was considering while I'm watching it. And I, I, I would say I would say I probably had a more 
a stronger opinion of 12 Years a Slave coming out of the theater than I did Gravity. Okay. Although it's although it's pretty close. Yeah. But in, I'm just I'm just curious. I'm yeah, I don't yeah. you know, just oh, for no, the same yeah. conversation. I have to give my wife credit. Um she said whenever we saw 12 Years a Slave, she said right there. I think the first words after probably 5 minutes of silence were from her and I think it was she was like that's the best movie of the year. Nice. Mm, nice. Yeah, you married a good one, Mike. Yes. I did. She knew. <laughs> she knew. For me, it was it's similar to Matt's. That my theater experience was amazing for Gravity, but uh, I feel like Gravity. I, I it was in my mind and it was present for like a day or two, but like Twelve Years a Slave still sticks with me now, and I've yeah. still only seen it once. I agree. And fully. you know, yeah, it's just a different. And, and the movies aren't really that comparable at all. I mean, they're the only thing. The only theme they share is that there's a main character trying to get back to somewhere. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the only thing that you could really say is similar between the two movies. It, yeah. They, they're different in every other single way. Yeah. Yeah. So and as much as I loved gravity, I do remember just as I was watching it, I remembered when they introduced kind of uh Sandra Bullock's backstory, I was kind of like, okay, this is going to be the, this is going to be the big driving force of the movie and, in her arc and everything. And I was trying to connect it to kind of the bigger themes of children of men. Um, mm-hmm. Fonzo Cuarón's previous one, um, and thinking like like that movie was incredible, and it had a lot to say about a lot of things. Um, so that's why I was kind of left a little, a little bothered by the fact that it was kind of Gravity was a little hollow for me that way. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, the greatest win of the night. And I think you guys agree, was not Twelve Years a Slave. It was not Matthew McConaughey. It was not her for best screenplay. It was us because American Hustle didn't win anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Nice. Yes. Yeah. yeah, man, that movie was stupid. I and still, that's it. No one will talk about that movie anymore. Yeah. Thank gosh. I still yeah. haven't seen it. I, I was going to see it. I had just a bad day Sunday because I, I woke up. I slept on my glasses, weirdly enough. <laughs> so now my glasses are all messed up. But it it's weird. But anyway, and then from there, it was just a bad day. I was like, okay, I can go to the theater. I can see American Hustle and Philomena and do like a double feature. And that'll just leave. Um, I don't even remember what the other one was that I did. Oh, that'll just leave Captain Phillips. And then I got thinking, like, okay, well, I can rent Captain Phillips from the PlayStation Network and watch it while I'm waiting to go see the theater, to go to the theater to see the other two, and I can just squeeze them in. But then PlayStation Network is such a pain because I changed my PlayStation. I'm going on a tangent, but I couldn't get it through there. I ran out of time to go to the theater. Eventually, I was just like, all right, screw it. I'm just going to watch Gravity because I love this movie. (laughs) And it helped. It was good. And even then, I kind of had some thoughts about Warner Brothers' Blu-ray release of Gravity. I didn't think it was as pristine looking as it could have been. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, just the picture quality. Like, there's some close-ups of Sandra Bullock where you see the the white of the spacesuit is almost grainy. Um, it's kind of fuzzy is the way I would I would use to describe it, mm-hmm. um, which is just not something that in this day and age should ever be an issue. On right. HD TV, yeah. But I mean, the movie's great, and 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 I, I love it. Um, and the the Blu-ray is just fine. 
it looks like the special features are going to be good too, which is something I can't say about 12 Years a Slave because uh, I got the Blu-ray in the mail today and I looked on the back and there's like three special features. Uh, um, hmm. Yeah, which is such a bummer. Yeah. But maybe there's some. How, how, how often do you watch all of the special features on a Blu-ray? I really want to make an, a concentrated effort to watch more. Um, I, really I look do. at my movie collection and and you know how I talked about how I have that stack of movies that I've purchased but haven't watched, yes. which is only down to three movies right now, by the way. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm perfectly comfortable with them. And I look at the hours of <clears throat> the hours of film on those DVDs and Blu-rays. And I'm like, man, I've consumed a lot of that. And then I think about all the stickers on the front that say four hours of bonus content. <laughs> and I'm like, man, there is so much on those I have yet to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's something that it's funny. I'm actually more inclined to watch special features on TV uh, releases like the Boardwalk Empire Blu-rays I have. I basically the second I got them is when when season four was still airing. So I felt kind of like, okay, I can't start from the beginning because, you know, season four is still still airing. So I went through each season and watched all the special features and uh, they're great releases, too. But um and same with Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is another thing that, like, also HBO, man. HBO just puts out just incredible uh, releases, except for The Wire, which is kind of bare bones. But And you got to pay for it. Wait, what? You got to pay for it. They're expensive. Oh, yeah, you got to pay for it. I thought you said I got paid for it. I was like, wait, I did? No. Um, no, but Game of Thrones is like they have, like, a running thing that on every episode you can have a, 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 um, a pop-up kind of thing with, with – information about the the mythology and all that and i'm just like i'm gonna watch every episode with this and it's like yeah after the first episode it's like it took me two hours to watch this episode yeah i'm not gonna watch all of them but i did watch the special features and everything because it's a fascinating way that they put it together maybe it's because it's so much more time is spent on a tv show uh and i feel like it's more it's more interesting to me to watch them put together a show for several episodes and several weeks and several months um, as opposed to a movie that has a, a schedule and, and two hour runtime. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know, but, and I, I love commentaries and that's something that I didn't get to watch a lot of last year, but I love them. Um, and I was meaning to watch more. Like I just, and I just bought, um, recently fairly recently i bought the indiana jones collection on blu-ray and uh the jurassic park trilogy and i intend on watching all of them and reviewing them kind of like how i did the alien anthology last year i just need to find the time time yes time 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 yep it's all flat and we're in the fourth dimension it is <laughs> can we talk about true detective please mm. oh my god Oh my Matt god! Hasn't what is it? Any of it? I haven't watched past episode four. Oh, oh I'm Eddie. so that sorry. One. I'm so sorry. <clears throat> I, I you're gonna say that? I will. I promise. I will watch. I will watch. I'll. It'll be my potpourri next week. So do you <laughs> get that reference then? I feel like that was episode five. I can't remember. When it he had crushes a, the can. Yeah, I didn't see that. No spoilers, please. Flat. Damned if that's not the best show on TV right now. Uh, it's incredible. Um, that, I mean, episode four. Can we talk about that, guys? Sure. From like a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that long, that long take. 
Yeah. Was just you one gotta, of the best things I've ever you seen. You got to explain television. it again. I don't, I, it's been, <laughs> it's, been <laughs> it's been so long. It's been a month since <laughs> I saw it. Uh, the, the extent, like the long, the long take where he's, where, the tracking uh, shot at the, the end of the episode shot, yeah. where um where they uh Cole Rust Cole goes undercover and they go and like to rob oh! that house. It's the oh finale of the, yeah yeah it's amazing. I yeah. watched I watched that probably enough times to watch episode five because <laughs> um, it was so impressive. The way That's I a watched standout. That's a standout, but it is also. It's not very indicative of the tone of the whole show. It's really not. No, not it's really all. not. It was just it, really um, impressive from um, a technical standpoint. Yeah. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Um, the way I watch that show is on – I just watch it on demand from mm-hmm. HBO. Uh-huh. Um, and one of the nice things about that is at the end of every episode, they have a little – it's something that HBO does with all their series. They have interviews with the showrunners and filmmakers. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Um, and it's just like they have like a little five-minute thing at the end of every single episode where they talk about the episode. It's really cool. That's awesome. Um, and so I've been watching all those. And um, Brett Willeman, is that his name? Uh, the writer of it? Willeman? I, you might of be the mistaken. Whole thing? Nick, Nick Pizzolatto? Nick Pizzolatto. Bo Williman. Bo Williman. He's from House of Cards. I'm stupid. Anyway, that's all right. <laughs> I, I watched both of those at the same time. Yeah. Anyways, that guy, <laughs> Nick, <laughs> uh, Nick Pizzolatto. He was saying that um, if you notice in the um, the present day scenes where the two detectives are interviewing Rust Cole, mm-hmm. uh, he's drinking the whole time. That makes anything that he's saying inadmissible in court. Oh, yeah. Oh, he he chose to start drinking for a reason. Yeah. Because everything that huh. he says is inadmissible because it can't, can't be used because he's, he's compromised. That's awesome. Yeah, and I was like, oh, my God, I didn't even think of that. That's really clever. And I have a degree in criminal justice. Yeah. <laughs> Tiny, are you up to date? Have you watched yeah. episode seven? I have. <laughs> Oh, I man. promise, guys. I swear, I will watch. I will watch them. I, I you, you will. Know. Yeah, you will. I will. Yeah. You must. <laughs> and listeners, if you are not and you're thinking about it, don't wait. Yeah, it's yeah. it's the best show. It's the best four episodes I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried about next season. I'm kind of curious how they're going to do that. They haven't really made any announcements, have they? No, I'm nothing. so out of touch. Yeah. Um, no yeah. announcements, and also, I can't imagine it. The show is excellent. The writing mm-hmm. is amazing. the 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 photography is amazing. But a lot of what I love is Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, and I miss yeah. that element. Um, if you guys listen to the to the um, uh, my my talk with with uh, Tank from Todd Penny Movie Podcast couple weeks ago here on the podcast um he we were talking about it and he mentioned that it would be cool to see next season a uh like like kind of kind of a de niro pacino kind of dynamic not necessarily them but kind of like aging guys with with a case from like the the 60s or or 50s or something be cool uh which would be very interesting i think um 
are they going to stick with the format or we're going to meet them present day and then the uh, case is from the past? That's a tricky, that's tricky. I, I don't know. I would like it if they did because there's a lot of different eras that they could cover. Yeah. Um, and it would be really interesting to see that. Yeah, but who knows? Yeah. There's so much more to say, Matt. I think we just have to leave this. I know. Yeah. I, I'll watch them, and then maybe we can just do like a a, a B-roll thing for it or something. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah. I'll I'll put it, I'll make it a priority. Although I still need to watch Bates Motel because I was hoping to review each episode, but that might be a little hard to do because I'm reviewing each episode of House of Cards as I watch them, which you can find at obsessiveviewer.com. So yeah. Uh, what else have we we been watching? <laughs> oh, oh, tiny. I'm you, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm doing no, no, a lot no, of talking. Ahead. You go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say I watched Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wasn't crazy about it. Yeah, that really really shocks me. I know. I I don't know. I wanted to love it. I really did. I I really wanted to love it, but I just came out of it thinking, if you took away the performances. If you took away uh, Matthew McConaughey's performance and Jared Leto's performance, if you just completely ignored their performances, what is there in the movie? You have the guy. The guy is a bigot, and he changes. Yeah, but was I, I feel like his transformation wasn't really shown quite as well. I as, agree. I, that's my yeah. complaint about the movie. Yeah, and then it's too quick. It's yeah. like it's like he he hates gays, and then all of a sudden he's protecting him in the in the grocery store. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and with with Jared Leto's Leto's is it Leto or Leto? It's Leto. Leto. It's Jared Leto. Leto's character. I feel like he was not written quite like if I mean, if you take away the performance, what is the what is the character? The character is this uh, a transvestite with AIDS. And there's one scene with his dad and that's Which it. was fantastic. Oh, it was a great scene, but I feel like there wasn't much substance to the actual character. There wasn't anything really like like Tiny. When I mentioned that to Tiny, you said uh, he was a canvas for what did you say? He was a he was a catalyst. He he existed only as a catalyst for Matthew McConaughey's character to go through a change. Right. That's Which, mean that was his almost exclusive purpose in the film. Right. Which I mean, that's okay, but I just want more development of of, of major characters, I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. and there was some development with him though when he goes to see his dad. Yeah, that was like the one thing. And the way he interacted with the doctors, how he didn't necessarily care about his disease that much because it was going to kill him anyways. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I am so shocked to hear you say that because you yeah. said you said okay, you take away the performances and you take away the. The development of Matty Mac's character. No, not even that. You can keep the development of Matty Mac in there. Okay. What uh, else you have is a really, really bold statement about how people with AIDS are treated, especially in the 80s. And you have an incredible story about what one guy did about it. That's what you have. Yeah. yeah. I was. I loved the story. I thought it was so cool how this guy stood up to large pharmaceutical communi- uh, corporations. And that, that was another thing, is I feel like if like I, I honestly, I actually didn't even know that it was a true story until the ending. Yeah. But, 
the way that he stood up to pharmaceutical companies, that was great. I, that was my favorite part of the movie, honestly. Uh, when he goes to that, um, what was it like kind of a, a meeting or something? It was a way for the pharmaceutical company to get guinea pigs, essentially, there you to go. try out their drug. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which that was a shocking thing about about the placebos um, early on in the movie. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if they wanted to depict him fighting the pharmaceutical companies more, I feel like they could have done a little more with that. Pretty much the entire movie for me was they could have done a little more. Uh, pretty much around, <laughs> unless uh, except for the acting. I have Honestly. no idea what you're talking about. I mean, <laughs> because I mean, he he drives down to Mexico. I mean, there's that whole point I, where he's in Mexico. I I yeah, know that when he gets when he gets picked up, that's my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah. yeah, when he's talking to the interrogator on the border. Maybe I need to see it again. I think maybe you do. I, I, I have no. I, I'm just shocked to hear you say that. I just it just didn't affect me the way that I expected it to. I mean, it kind of felt like. I don't know. And it's it, like another part of another evolution of his character is how in the beginning he's just so completely selfish. You know, he just wants to he wants to just not die. It's an incredibly selfish thing he's going on. Of course, you know, we all want to survive, but right. he doesn't really care about how it affects other people. But by the end, he's he has this incredibly legitimate and worthy cause that he's valuing. You could you could almost say he's valuing it, valuing it over his life. Mm-hmm. So that's another evolution we see his character go through. And I think Matthew McConaughey played it incredibly well. Again, that's talking about the performance, but still that I think that's another evolution of his character that that we get to see. And I you know, I don't think I think the, the primary evolution of his character of how he becomes more accepting of gay people, mm-hmm. I, I don't think he changes that much. I mean, he changes somewhat and I th- I think he was incredibly attached to that one gay person, right. Jared, Jared Leto's character. But I don't know if he's ready to go, you know, go through a, like a million man march and, and, and go in a gay pride parade or anything like that. Right. So I don't think he really changed that much to where you can make you can make the argument that that's the, you know, the only thing. That's how I feel. Hmm. OK, I, maybe I'll maybe I'll give it a second. I have a list of things I need to watch again. <laughs> I thought Jennifer Garner should have been nominated for an Oscar as well. I've. I thought that's. I think that's probably maybe the best I've seen her. Maybe, I, maybe, but that ra- that race was so tight. I'm okay. I'm okay with how the actress in a supporting role went. Yeah. Oh me yeah, too. me too. I don't think she should have won, but yeah, right. yeah. Over I, over Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm. As I'm sure from everything that I heard. Yeah, but I, well, <laughs> I don't know. I was just so kind of just lukewarm about the movie hmm. at the end i i can't really i don't know maybe i wasn't paying close enough attention hmm. um yeah you may have been distracted or something yeah hmm. have you guys seen by the way the the i saw it on youtube or yahoo i can't remember what it is i'm looking for the website right now but they had the reactions of all the people when the major categories were announced Mm-hmm. Um, and so they had like even the, the actors and actresses and they're really hilarious. My favorite is Bruce Dern, who is a little salty, I think yeah, <laughs> about his, uh, not win. Right. Uh, they're kind of funny. I'll, I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to find the link before this episode goes up yeah, so we can post it. I'll but, put it in the show notes too. Uh, yeah. Just it's it it's funny. 
project. Um, so, um, more importantly than all this, I saw Ride Along last week. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> How'd that go? You know what? It was kind of good. Nice. It was cool. kind of good. Yeah, I like Kevin Hart. Me Ice too. Cube was uh, his regular Ice Cubey overacting self. And, <laughs> and I he gets on my nerves so much, so often. <laughs> but uh, but uh, Kevin Hart was really good, and it was funny, and and it took some twists and turns, like a like a buddy cop ish type movie does. Yeah, I liked it. I like I liked it. Cool. Yeah. It was a good, I'll say, I'll say it was good for February, (laughs) (laughs) which we we all know is the, is the kind of the doldrums of, of movie release. That's a really good, that's a really good uh, assessment. That's like the lowest compliment you can give him. (laughs) (laughs) That's like, that's barely giving it a compliment. Yeah. (laughs) But I'll, but you know what I'll say? Actually, this February, I look at last uh, last February, and it was really, really pretty awful. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and this year actually has been quite good. Okay, <clears throat> um, I saw the Lego Movie, which I know you you had some things to say about that, Matt. Yeah, RoboCop, which I liked a lot. Oh, nice. And Lone Survivor, which was you good saw that for February. Yeah, uh, I saw it. I wouldn't even say it was that good for February. You don't think so? I just I was so disappointed in that movie and we've talked a lot about it but Yeah. Did you get the whole kind of propaganda kind of thing from it? Like kind of You know, I I kind of tr- because I went in with so much expectation from, right. from you and everything I've read, I was like, okay, I don't care if this is a true story or not. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they're trying to get me to enlist. <laughs> I'm I'm going to see the performances and and the photography okay and especially the ambush scene i thought that was pretty interesting yeah as a whole it was okay yeah that's that's kind of why i say it was good for february it was it was all right enough okay you're you are absolutely going to agree with this i'm sure but when reading the all the hype around it, all the all the promotional material. They said we just wanted to honor the people that died. Do you feel like they actually did that, or that they told their story? Um, that's hard to say. They, well, they showed. My thing is that they they showed how they died. They they did that pretty extensively. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't get much of anything about the characters. We got their dynamic between between them. Um, and all that, but we got like each, it seemed like each one had just one thing of exposition and one thing of, of, um, of background that, that was kind of like, kind of, it was kind of cumbersome in the script. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, yeah. Oh, hey, she wants a pony or she wants a a horse or something. Mm -hmm. And, oh, she's remodeling and it's like, okay, now you know that they have people at home. So Mm -hmm. now let's watch them die. It's, it was kind of that kind of thing. And it just it just rubbed me the wrong way. Like I I don't know. I I really don't know. Yeah, I'll tell you what I didn't like. Mm-hmm. I I think it's very weird that Marcus Luttrell was in the movie. Yeah, me too. He was he, in the movie, wasn't he? He was in it way too much. He has a he has lines in it. He has lines, plural. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I didn't even I, I pick just, up on I him in the movie. Trouble. I guess I am talking a little bit about the validity of the of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's weird to me that someone who went through so much would want to relive it again. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Who was he in the movie? He was one another one of the soldiers. He okay. died actually on the helicopter. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's so. I don't know. I, I don't know. And there's no way for me to know how true it is or anything like that. But that's just. And did you get the impression that the that the um the debate of what to do with the with the with the farmers and stuff was just didn't seem real at all uh, or written to make Marcus sound like the good guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely. was just, it seemed glorified, really yeah. glorified. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. I also, um, I'll say this about the performances. Ben Foster was not as amazing as he usually is. Mm-hmm. I really love Ben Foster and he was kind of all right. I guess that's subject matter. I'm starting to really hate Emil Hirsch. <laughs> uh, and I, it's a shame that Taylor Kitsch can't find a good movie because I he's pretty likable. He he really yeah. is. He's he's got he's got a movie star kind of quality to him. That, Definitely, but he just can't find his movie. Yeah, um, he reminds me of Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah, okay. He, he, needs, he needs to find his Point Break. Yeah, he yeah. needs to find his he, Matrix. He kind of looks like Keanu Reeves, talks like Timothy Oliphant, <laughs> and looks like i don't know a prettier version of both of them <laughs> yeah it was funny when when you said talks like timothy oliphant me and tiny damn near squeed um <laughs> we damn near swooned i could hear it no but i liked him a lot in friday night lights yeah um, that was yeah. that was good for him yeah definitely. yeah so i don't know maybe I, i'm pulling for him i really am but as far as Ben Foster is concerned, I, I, or any of them really, I feel like they didn't have a lot to work with in the script. No, they didn't. Oh, the, yeah, they definitely didn't. Yeah. yeah. I think we've given too much time to this movie. I think yeah. we have. Yeah. <laughs> did I either have... of you guys see Robocop? No. No, not yet. Okay. Well, um, I'll leave it alone. I did see Nonstop, though. Oh, yeah. I, I'm seeing that tomorrow. Oh, nice. I, uh, actually, when this episode airs, I will have seen the movie. Oh, nice. Shoot. And I am so very excited. Okay. Mm-hmm. I won't say anything about it then. Okay. Um, I think I, I might work on a review for it, though. Um, okay. Don't so, post yeah. it until Thursday. Okay. <laughs> oh, I procrastinate all the time. It'll be it'll be out in like three months. <laughs> um, <laughs> I um I watched the Iceman recently. Oh, nice with Michael Shannon. Yes. Nice. Which okay. is something I was hugely looking forward to because I actually read the book that it's mm-hmm. based on uh, about the the real life the true crime the true crime book. Um, mm-hmm. and it, the book is absolutely amazing. The story itself is. It's just an incredible story. Um, it's really disturbing, and uh, I was I was ultimately very disappointed with the movie. Uh-huh. Um, they the performances were really good. Um, it was kind of nice to see Chris Evans in something not so glossy. Nice. Um, he was kind of a you know not not a not like they weren't emphasizing how handsome he is and all that stuff. <laughs> um, uh, Michael Shannon was awesome. He he, you know, he brought it just like he does in every performance he gives. Mm-hmm. Um, I even liked, um, um, wow, Winona Ryder. She was good as well. Okay. One of the, one of the better roles I've seen her in. Um, but the they the filmmakers and the scriptwriter really really dropped the ball on on the story and the characters. Um, ah. This guy killed well over a hundred people over like 30 or 40 years and he did it in absolutely disturbing awful ways this guy was like just textbook evil he was incredibly abusive towards his family and they just did not put that in the character at all they made him a sympathetic character 
it was the most ridiculous choice I've ever seen as far as a character like that. Because like this guy, after reading the book, this guy was just the epitome of evil. Just mm-hmm. like he would have been right at home in a Nazi concentration camp. Oh just, wow! Like this guy was just the epitome of evil. Huh. And they made him. They made the character in the film sympathetic. It it really really irked me a lot. Um, yeah. They tra- he was like a he was like a family man that just happened to kill people for a living. I. Yeah. Really dropped the ball. I was really disappointed, but looked good. Performances were really good, but ultimately very disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Mike, what was the uh, the big bomb that was dropped in How I Met Your Mother? Should we see Did you watch episode? it? Hey, guys, just wanted to break into the episode and let you know that we are about to spoil the episode of How I Met Your Mother titled Vesuvius that aired on March uh, 3rd of 2014. Uh, if you haven't seen it, skip ahead and... Uh, Go ahead and check the show notes for where to skip ahead. Thank you. I did watch it. Was was it Ted crying at the end? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was why he was crying at the end. Ted being a little bitch about his mom. Well, it's not his mom. Wait. It's his kid's mom. Oh. oh. Yeah. And you know what? In your defense, I had the same reaction. But she's talking about herself. And And think back. In episode 20 of season 8, when he goes back and wants to spend 45 more days with her. Right. Well, he wants to spend as many days as possible with her because she's going to die. You know, that's been a popular theory. Mm -hmm. And I can, and and they're they're making this whole thing out. Like, I guess I've stopped reading pretty much all the um, internets about it. Mm -hmm. Um, because apparently they said like, oh, there's going to be a twist at the end. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so everyone's all like, oh, what's the twist? Is there an apocalypse or something? A twist at the end of the series or was this about last night's episode? I don't know if it was about last night's episode or not, but this is, well, this has been going on for for a while. So it might've been. Okay. Okay. I think it was like an abstract kind of thing. I gotcha. Um, um, just looking at the way she said things, she she said, "What kind of mother wouldn't be at her daughter's wedding?" And of course, Ted would not cry about his mother coming to her daughter's wedding. Um, and they also do that moment where you know sometimes the tough moments you just kind of uh, sit in silence and enjoy the moment, and they both kind of do a little smirk. I think she's dying. Huh. Huh. Man, that's gonna suck. I know. I really don't like it. Me neither. I really, really hate it. Uh and uh, I don't know. I, I don't I don't like it because it feels like that's playing into the hands of pretty much all the whacked out theories and stuff. It would be almost the same uh I would have the same reaction if that happened oh well, nearly the same reaction if that happened than if Robin ended up being the mother. Yeah. Um, yeah, Carter Bays and Craig, Craig Thomas must be pissed with whatever new showrunner is doing this to their show. <laughs> I'm kidding, oh, of course, geez. listeners. I know right. that it's still them. Yeah. Um. Uh, I mean, it's this, just so really... against what the show has been about. It's so unnecessary. Uh, it is. Uh, I'll play devil's advocate. I I can see why they would do it. Um, especially since I've made mention that it's, I mean, they set it up, they, they set up her backstory to have, to have a guy, her, her ex die or whatever. Um, so maybe she's going to be this tragic 
character, but that, that you're right. That doesn't really mesh well with the show. Yeah, so it's just life is cyclical. It's it's round, but it's flat, and it happens <laughs> over and over again. Uh, <laughs> very nice. Very thanks. Nice. nice. Thanks. Um, yeah, it it it's like they're trying to add an extra layer of significance to their relationship, if that yeah. is the case, and it's just not necessary. I agree. Yeah. Um, I mean, it scares me that they're building up for like him to get with Robin. Uh, I hope not, man. I really, that that's been one of the biggest uh, problems with with the shows. The this dependency on the Ted and Robin of it all. Yeah, because, especially the last two seasons. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, he's closed the door on her so many times, or, or it's supposedly. Yeah, it's frustrating. Hmm. Um, it's scary. I. I, I these last two years, um, the ending is really why I've been watching the show. We, I mean, everybody oh, yeah. knows it's kind of dipped in quality. It has, yeah. yeah. I, I still like it, and we've kind of talked about it before. I still like it. I, I laugh plenty. Yeah. Um, but I've stuck with it, and I get excited week to week because I'm I'm ready to see how it ends. Right. And if, and if she dies, man, what what a downer. It kind of, uh, it kind of destroys any replay value the show has. Almost, yeah. Well... Yeah, because my entire um my entire like like mindset while watching this is this is like the sitcom it's like that they're writing it as a, a romantic comedy, as a rom com. Exactly. And it's the I've watched it under that thing and it's not I mean they said that they in the lead up to season nine they were like, Well, what we're gonna show you this season is that um How I Met Your Mother is actually a drama in disguise. And we got that in the 200th episode with with how how your mother met me, but mm-hmm. that's just a cruel. It's too much. It is, especially with all the crap that Ted's gone through. I mean, mm-hmm. why would they? I don't know. I wonder how does the timeline set up, or because that's six years before it was 2024. That was six years before he starts telling the story. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of statement they're gonna make out of it it gives an interesting significant sorry mike um that's okay it gives an interesting significance to the overall i guess reason for the show though i mean if like or the reason for the premise of the show like it, it gives it gives a, an interesting a little bit more significance as to why ted is telling his kids the story of how he met their mother right um it does give it more significance but i you know i don't think it's quite Again, I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, there is that. <laughs> huh. It makes sense. I can imagine them saying, well, their mother has died and we're going to, he's going to explain all the years that got him there. Uh, and then the show, I think, turned into something a little happier than they expected. Yeah. And they've, they've made us love the mother too much. Right. To do yeah. that. Huh. huh. I don't know. Maybe West Side. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe it'll be good if that's the direction they take it. When we watch it, maybe we'll be like, you know what? That was actually a really interesting, creative choice, and I like it. Or maybe it's a red herring. Yeah, it's a red herring. Yeah. And maybe hopefully his mom died. Yeah, man. I hope that guy's mom's dead. (laughs) That's the worst thing ever. (laughs) It really is. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, I you know I was kind of in your guys' boat. 
where I didn't I didn't think about that. I even texted my brother, and he's like, "It makes Ted look bad." And I was like, "Makes Ted look bad?" He's like, "Yeah, Ted's a whiny bitch." <laughs> and I was like, "Dude, take another look." And I didn't even think about it until until I started reading reading reviews about it uh, huh. this morning, and it's it's that's where they're going. There are so many clues that yeah. lead to the fact that yeah. uh, she's dead. I'm impressed you put it together. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't even thinking that way. I, I well, I didn't. I didn't until I read reviews. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Just take the damn compliment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Just thanks. Kidding. I mean, I, uh, <laughs> I had to do my fair share of arguing with a couple people, but I finally settled on uh, nice. my theory. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's. I mean, it's. I don't know. People have been saying for years, like, oh, the mother's dead, and it kind of seems like it's always seemed incongruous to what the show is for me because it's a happy show. Like you said, it's a happy show, and it's kind of this thing that's, I don't want, I don't, and maybe it's selfish of me, but I don't want it to turn into something that that it's heading toward. Yeah. Um, because that I I can't get on board with it. I don't. Th- I think it's a red herring, or I think it's just something that they put in for that. I think his mom's dead because if they, it just it it doesn't necessarily. I mean, it will if it, that happens, it will destroy the replay value, like you said, mm-hmm. to an extent mm-hmm. for me at least. But mm-hmm. what it'll do more is it'll dampen significantly the moment that we've been heading toward for the last nine years. Mm-hmm. Um, in the last, and I feel like the, the moment when he actually meets her is going to be just marred by this. Oh, Hey, she's going to die though. You spent uh, a decade finding her and now she's going to be dead. Have fun, Teddy. I don't know. We didn't need it. It's not necessary. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the same with all these theories saying, saying that maybe, and maybe you're right. Uh, saying that, um, that, uh, Barney's dead too. There, explain those. There's a because we never see Barney in the future, mm-hmm. and we never see he never references him. He never like we've all the times that we've seen like flash forwards of like okay Ted and Ted and Marshall and Lily and uh, and and I think Robin at some point too. Um, but the only really the only like future Barney thing we saw is like last week when he was in the future with with Robin uh, hung over mm-hmm. um, other than that there's not really any any example there's nothing to show that he's alive when Ted is telling the story sure right so maybe they are kind of leaning towards uh, Ted and Robin are gonna end up together after they're both widowed which I don't, I don't know. And then, I mean, I don't know how I feel about that. Robin will have kids, mm-hmm. so that that'll be nice for her. Mm-hmm. But, oof, Ted'll finally have Robin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess mm-hmm. after having her for a year. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. already happened. Didn't really work out, but whatever. Yeah, uh. <clears throat> it's just it's just ugly and scary. I don't. I don't like the thought of it. It yeah. is, and I like the episode. <laughs> I did. I. I was gonna say I yeah. really liked the episode a lot up until that point. Yeah. What was the name of the episode? I can't even. Uh, Vesuvius. Vesuvius. Yeah. Oh. Huh. Yeah. I wonder what that's in reference to. Did they have anything? 
I don't, I don't know. Did they build the title what? around this big moment? Um, I don't know. Is I can't think of anything else. I mean, I mean, it was a pretty kind of straightforward episode. That what was the what was the Ted story? The Wedding Bride two, the suits, mm-hmm. Robin. I don't know. Huh. Yeah, that's strange. Yeah. Did did Vesuv- Vesuvius erupt like without <laughs> without notification? I don't know what the word is. <laughs> right? I mean, it doesn't happen yeah. randomly, and I guess the news that she died or dies is is pretty random. Vesuvius vasectomy. Vesuvius, that was the volcano that carried Pompeii, right? It was. And okay. it makes me think of that couple. You know how they found the bones of the of the 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 couple embracing each other? Right. Which is kind of like one of the famous photos from Pompeii. Right. But they don't they're not going to die together. Ted and Mo, Ted and the mother. Maybe he'll kill himself. I hope he kills himself. <laughs> Jesus. God damn it. Yeah. It's it's got to be his mom. It has to be. Matt. Matt, you're hoping so hard. I really, really am. I do <laughs> not want her to die. No. It's awful. Uh, Think of all the things. I, I mean, it is more than just a crazy theory now. After <laughs> last night, it is more than just a crazy theory. Yeah. yeah. It, it is, is now the most probable thing. Yeah. A red, a red herring would make you go, hmm, that's weird that they did that. Maybe the daughter is like really sick and they think she's going to die in 2024. Oh, I hope the daughter dies. Or yeah. Or Me yeah. Too. Well, kick ass will save her. <laughs> yeah. Um, or maybe, may, no. I was going to say maybe they had a daughter before the one that we see that like dies and then she's the second daughter the one that we see but no that she'd be too young yeah, she'd be too or young. maybe the mother survives whatever it is yeah, yeah that too that too yeah uh and this and i'm reading the actual like like the 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 phrasing of it and that's just it gives me a chill damn it yeah what mother is going to miss her daughter's wedding exactly right uh, that's the thing yeah yeah man i think she's going to die guys <laughs> yeah, that's got to be especially noteworthy from your perspective, Mike, being a newlywed. I don't mean to dredge up feelings or anything. <laughs> right. <but laughs> no, I could, what I'm trying to say is, what I'm trying to say is, I understand why you would really not like it. <laughs> that's that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you know, uh, um, <laughs> funny enough, I hadn't thought of it that way. She and I watched <laughs> it together, and when we went to bed, we were like, "Hmm, that was really weird that they added the thing about Ted's mom at the end, yeah. and that's it." But uh, I haven't really hung out with Amanda since I since I read all about it. But that subconsciously, that might be part of why I have such a problem with it. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, more than that, though, storytelling-wise, I don't like it. I, I, that's what I was going to say. I have a problem with it just from a storytelling perspective. Okay. Tiny, yeah. how do you feel about it overall? You know, I I don't know. I think it could be kind of, kind of again, give an extra level of significance. But I, I'm inclined to say that I don't know if that's necessary. But even if it's not necessary, maybe it could be interesting. Maybe they could structure it really well. Maybe it could be... Mm-hmm. 
really fun to watch. I don't know how it could be fun. But, um, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. It, it would be interesting if it, if it went that direction. I'd, I'd be curious to see what happens, but I'm just, I guess I'm just not going to judge it before it happens, you know? Yeah. You're being sensible about it. Yeah. 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 Uh, so it makes you wonder now what, I think we talked about this before in a, in a previous episode where it's going to end. Will it end with yeah. the moment they meet, or will it end with him saying goodbye to her? Ah, uh, wow. I don't know. I want it. I want it so bad to have a happy ending, and I yep. just assumed that it was going to be a happy ending this whole time. Yep. And that people thinking that she was dead was were just insane. But, ugh. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> time. Uh, I almost said Time Magazine, but aren't they not doing Time Magazine anymore? So it's just the yeah. website. Yeah. Um, the the title of the article posted four hours ago: "How I Met Your Mother." Are you trying to kill us? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, the answer is yes. Yes. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, you're right. That uh, this this development does kind of throw throw a wrench into how it could end. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there's two there's two significant events you know that need to be shown still and is it going to be yeah when he meets the mom or when he says goodbye to her mm-hmm. good point so there are three i guess 3.5 episodes left right yeah two episodes well, and then a, and then a two-parter uh or is said, it three and a two-parter they said three episodes until the finale yeah. until the finale okay yeah. so four or five episodes left yeah right something okay okay um man are we gonna do a uh special bonus episode all about how i met your mother through tears (laughs) (laughs) i think we should yeah just a wrap-up of like the pretty much a retrospective on the on the series and the finale Yeah. yeah definitely cool did we just did we just hop out of podcast mode? <laughs> we kind of did. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. That's all right. Real quick, the one thing I wanted to bring up about how much my mother we didn't get to, mm-hmm. if you don't mind. Go ahead, sure. Um, two episodes ago, the episode was Sunrise. That's what it's called. Yeah. It was the one where uh, Barney goes on his bender <laughs> and uh, Ted and Robin have their conversation on the beach. Mm-hmm. Did you, How did you guys feel about like the last one of the last scenes where Ted is like holding hands with Robin and then he, you know, in quotes, lets her go and she floats away. Oh, that was one, one of my the... favorite lines to say. It was so cheesy. I was worried about my cholesterol. Yes. <laughs> it was the, oh my God, that was so cheesy. It was I, a yeah. low moment for the show. I think. Absolutely. Took me right out of the episode. I don't yeah, even so. remember. I think I may have been distracted, but yeah, yeah it was, yeah. I was really bummed because that was that episode had a lot of feeling and it, I was into it and I was I was yeah. so happy to finally see Ted let go of this because it's been driving all of us crazy for the whole length of the series right. up till this point and he finally lets it go and then I'm like oh thank God oh did she just float away is, she, what? is it a balloon is she blo- oh <laughs> that's true that's oh. right now it's coming back to me damn it did they really have Sherbatsky in a wire harness. And they just lifted her up to. Oh my gosh, so Ugh. stupid! I was really disappointed with that. Yeah. They really did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it was. 
I don't know. Wanted to air that out. Right. You wanted yeah. to release it slowly. God. Wanted yeah. to let it go, yeah. Yeah. So have we have I talked about ET? No. I don't think let so. Let me let me tell you guys about my ET experience. Okay. So you guys know how uh Topher Grace has has released his uh his uh serialprize.com. Mhm. I don't okay. know anything about that. Well, it's serialprize.com okay. and it's basically just a compilation of the stuff he loves. Like part like 30% of it is is uh create creator created user created owner created i don't know he makes 30 yeah. percent of it and the rest of it is like stuff around the internet that he just likes that kind of he put together as as cool as a cool thing and he said it's supposed to be reminiscent of like waking up in the late 80s your parents are still asleep being in your underwear eating a bowl of cereal and and just watching cartoons it's like that's how it's supposed to remind you Okay. And so the background of the website is just like this kid's room with all kinds of stuff, like just a million Easter eggs of like references. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, one of the things uh, like the tabs at the top are different categories for the things he likes and he posts these things. And uh, and under the great <laughs> tab, I think, is an audition of henry thomas uh for elliot as elliot and and so i watched that and i was just it was like this was incredible i i gotta watch et so i kind of i called my mom and et was one of those movies that i've i've might have referenced here before it's like a a babysitter movie right basically movies where if my mom had something else to do she would she would put it on and I would watch it to entertain myself for a little while, right. uh, like a Ninja Turtles or Back to the Future. Right. E.T. was like the movie from age three to age six. Nice. And so I haven't seen it since I was six. Huh. So this is 21 years ago. Wow. Okay. Wow. Is the last time I saw E.T. Okay. So you have memories of movies you watched that long ago, but they're, but they're faded memories. It's the same kind of thing where like you look at a picture book and you think, am I actually remembering that? Or am I just remembering this picture? Or am I just remembering that I remember it? Yeah. Okay. So I was like, okay, well I got to watch ET. So I got the, uh, the special edition, (laughs) the special edition 2002 DVD from my parents which which they got a long time ago back in 2002 maybe 2003 mm. um they had to purchase it because they lost the DVD right and it's a two disc set so they lost the DVD that has the special edition mm. and it just has the original theatrical cut which is better so i watched it and it was it was one of the coolest strangest movie watching experiences <laughs> i have ever had wow for starters it is a fantastic movie um, you guys know that Star Wars is is clearly I'm a Star Wars freak. It's one of my favorite movies, and I right. love the John Williams score. But lately, I've just been coming up with scores that I like better than the Star Wars score, specifically oh. by John Williams. Mm. Uh, and ET is one of those. Nice. The the ET score is incredible. And at the end, when when ET goes away, and it and it just kind of ends with this crescendo of sounds, and then doom. Um, I read that. They, uh, John Williams couldn't get the timing of it right. So, so Spielberg just said, listen, 
play it like you would play it if you were doing a show or doing holding a concert, and then I will edit the movie so it fits your song, and and you huh. can totally tell and it's fantastic. Wow. Um, but the movie is great. It's a great family movie. It's one of those movies I'm like excited to show my kids one day. Nice. Anyway, my point. This is incredibly long winded. I apologize. Oh no, it's great. <laughs> My point is that watching the movie, I was having those weird photographic memory moments where I could remember feeling a certain way about this scene but not quite understanding it and then not being able to recall exactly what happens but knowing that I've seen it. Um, scenes like – last time I saw it, I was six, which which predates when I saw Star Wars. There are so many Star Wars references in that movie. Like his brother does a Yoda reference. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was younger thinking, why why is he talking like that? That's so weird. And then seeing it today and saying, oh, he's doing that. But I also remember being confused why he would remember that. D- does that make any sense to you guys what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that does make sense. I think that's kind of a big indicator of what kind of some of the magic of, of movies and, and, and TV and stuff like that is, is that we have these memories from our childhood that are altered by um, our perception of them as adults. And I think that's an, that's a really unique thing to have. And, and it's one of the things that art is really cool about is that it grows with us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A lot of those moments. I just, so many feels watching that movie and nice. uh and so i watched it again because after after the first time i watched it i was like man that might be a top 10 movie for me nice. i watched it again i don't know if it's a top 10 it it kind of drags at times um but man it was such a cool experience watching that movie and nice. i just i just wanted to share that weird memory stuff nice good stuff yeah yeah that's awesome Thanks. that's Thanks. awesome I uh I need to watch E.T. again because I mean I've I've saw it when I'm I'm sure I saw it when I was a kid I didn't it wasn't a babysitter movie, uh-huh. but I saw it again when I was maybe eighteen nineteen, and it was one of those one of those situations where I watched it under just bad circumstances on a crappy TV without the attention I needed to pay to it and all that. So it yeah. was, it just, it didn't affect me the way that I want it to. But now as I'm kind of older and I like, like I, I always think I, I want to see it after, after I watch like a movie like super eight, that kind of pays tribute to that kind of feel of a movie. If I'm oh mistaken. my gosh. It's the same movie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to see it as, as a study of, of that in terms of influence and all that on a movie that I really like super eight. So I kind of want to see the influence of it. Um, which is an interesting way to look at a movie that, especially a classic like E.T., but that's, that's, that's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike brought up Star Wars in that past, that little yes. story he said. And, uh, Star Wars has made some kind of announce- announcements about episode seven. Oh, yes. That, um, yeah. some casting decisions. Uh, for me, most notable is, Adam Driver being cast as a villain. Mm-hmm. Which... Outer space. Yeah. Outer. Did you guys see Inside Lewin Davis? Not yet. No. Oh. Well, there's a he sings that he sings a song, and I just thought that was funny because Star Wars is outer space. Never mind. Go ahead. Nice. Oh, I'm sure our <laughs> listeners appreciated that. 
Yeah. <laughs> but Adam Driver playing a villain, super excited for that. He's, I'm impressed by him every time I see him on Girls, which uh, that show drives me insane, but he's he's a bright spot of that show every week. Um, really excited for that. And then, I don't know if, they, they mentioned a while ago that Benedict Cumberbatch and Gary Oldman were both both also on board, huh. probably yeah. as villains, and I was just like, oh, too much awesome. Right. I'm going to have an awesome heart attack. <laughs> um, and so I, don't, that, I don't think they've said any more news about if they're definitely on or not, but uh, mm. those three right there, that, I, uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't put into words. It makes me mad because the movie's not coming out for so much more time. Right. It's like a year and a half away. I'm like, Ugh. oh, I can't be this excited this early. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So I'm. I can't wait to see what happens with that. Nice. Yes. Yeah, um, be good. Yeah. I've heard that it's gonna be. Um. Like I was just listening to the Nerd You're Looking For podcast. They were talking about that. Um. And the, and like they said that like like they made the remark that it uh, that he's his character is supposed to be kind of a Darth Vader type of character I guess mm-hmm. um, and they made the point that it's it's that leads them to believe that it's going to be an arcing character throughout multiple movies which would be interesting uh, I'm sure for fans of Adam Driver I've never seen him in anything yeah so he was in Lincoln he saw him in Lincoln oh yeah. Everyone was in Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, he has like two lines. Yeah. He's basically not in Lincoln. <laughs> nice. Who was he in Lincoln? Uh, he was like one of the telegraph operators during when uh, they were declaring war, I think. Okay. Uh, he has like one line to President Lincoln. Yeah. Nice. Hmm. Yeah. He's really, really, really impressive. Nice. Yeah. Um, Cool. Cool beans. Yeah. Um, us, Should be good. Yeah, totally. So anything else? I I feel like I, yeah. Did we say it all? Oh, um, Tiny, I watched Seven yesterday. Yeah. Oh. All right, get get your beat ready, Matt. Nice that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, it's so good. It's a good movie. It's fantastically made. But uh, I just felt awful. I just felt awful. Yeah. We had to watch 17 again afterwards just to make me feel better <laughs> about the world. Oh, that's fantastic. You're that and Zach Efron is beautiful. Oh, yes. You're supposed to feel better. You're supposed to feel awful. Right. You are. Oh, yeah. yeah. It is It is well done in that respect. Nice. Yeah. Zach Efron is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, His eyes are so blue. Oh, Jesus. I could get lost in that. They are. Uh, he made like, New Year's Eve. Like a deep, deep ocean. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm actually excited for that. Uh, what is that? The neighbors or neighbors? Yeah, neighbors. that looks Seth pretty Rogen. good. Looks funny. Yeah, um, I think that's gonna be hilarious. I totally forgot a movie I was gonna talk about. We can talk about it on a different episode though. But I know that this is gonna take a lot of time to talk about. But a little movie from last year <clears throat> called About Time that I finally watched. Oh, you did! I finally watched it. Uh, yes, yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Now I know how you guys feel about me watching True Detective. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, no, I will say that I loved it. I, I'm a sucker for a time travel movie. I'm a sucker for a rom-com kind of 
kind of thing, but it wasn't really a rom-com. No, it was a, that's one of the things I loved. Yeah. It was, it could have been, that's what, that's what gets me is that they could have, what I was kind of, I wasn't aware how of how nervous I was for this, but I was afraid that it was going to be all about him trying to get Rachel McAdams and him, him trying to like get into getting into these situations where, the time travel interferes with him getting the girl, but it's, it's not, it's about him. No. It's about a lot, a lot more, a lot bigger things. And it's something that I wasn't surprised that it turned out to be that, um, because, uh, is it Richard Curtis? Um, I'm such a sucker for love actually. Um, and yeah. I know that he would have done, I, I, I went, I knew going in that he took for with love. Actually, I haven't seen Notting Hill, but, with love, actually, what he did was he took a convention, a movie can like like a um like the romantic comedy, and he produced a product that was just like it was unlike any other in its thing. Like it was it was kind of the it was kind of like the pinnacle of rom coms for me. Um, I love love actually. I think it's a fantastic movie. Um, me too. And then what he did with about time was kind of the same thing. It could have been like a kind of Romantic if, time if travel. Love actually is the pinnacle. Mm-hmm. Is when Harry met Sally the grandfather? Because uh, I think when Harry met Sally is the pinnacle. Yeah. That came out. Uh, yeah. I'm talking more like the. Uh, when Harry met Sally is kind of like the quintessential. It's like the. Okay. The yeah. perfect example of one. Okay. Yeah. When I'm thinking rom com, I'm thinking like. Like crappy crappy kind of movies that like depict just you know star-crossed lovers that get into like these cute little situations and and they have their hardships and all that that's kind of the thing i do when harry met sally to me is more of a more dramatic than uh i give my brain to rom-coms for if that makes any sense whatsoever yeah yeah sure um i like the movie a lot and I think As you should. Oh, absolutely. I, and it's funny. It's one of those movies that I wasn't really crazy about the first time I saw it, but I saw it again and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, but with with Love Actually, it kind of it plays off of these crappy, uh, like, like kind of hitch like rom coms. I'm just looking at my DVD, my DVDs, um, mm-hmm. which I totally that was totally a gift hitch. Yeah, I don't watch yeah, it every sure. year on Valentine's Day while I cry sure. myself to sleep, but. Um, no, it's, it's, it plays off of those conventions and about time is the same kind of thing that they could have done. Uh, he could have done a time travel movie that had heart with, with, in terms of him finding romance and all that, which is what he sets out to do, but it turns into something, it flip it takes that convention and it flips it on its ear and turns into something else. And that's something I really appreciated. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know. It was really good. I liked it a lot. And we can talk about it later after Tiny's seen it. Sounds good. Sorry. It's okay. We can release the, the Obsessive Viewer after show where I watch True Detective and you watch uh, About Time. <laughs> and I watch. And Mike watches. He's pretty much on every. Yeah, he watches nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Nice. Liam Neeson's. Liam Neeson's, though. Liam Neeson's. I'm not trying to hijack this plane. I'm trying to save it. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. 
Yeah, cool. So is that does that about do it? We've been recording for like two hours. Yeah. Let's bring this thing in for a landing. All right. Uh, Otherwise, it could get nonstop. Damn it. <laughs> well, Sorry a- for all the time we've taken. <laughs> <laughs> we did I make hope you like where long- we've taken you to. <laughs> that doesn't work as well. Uh, we did make was- a pretty long list. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I can't believe I went there. Oh, oh tiny. Man. Tiny, tiny, tiny. It is unknown if people are get will get what we're doing. I'm feeling a little gray because I wanted to use unknown. Oh, um, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, uh, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace sucks. <laughs> nice. Well done. Well done. Uh, okay, so let me let, let's wrap this up, should we? Shall we? Sure. Put a bow on it. All righty. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Obsessive Viewer Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at I am Mike White for Mike, at Obsessive Tiny for Tiny, and at Obsessive Viewer for me, Matt. Um, thank you for start. Thank you to Star Tissue for supplying the theme music. We appreciate it a lot, and I enjoy putting it into every episode. Um, you can also find us on like on Tumblr and Google Plus and kind of those those kind of things um you can also find the blog at obsessiveviewer.com where you can find we're posting more content which i'm really happy about um also check out the kind of sister site or companion website or offshoot of the obsessive brand uh for book sites you for book reviews you can read obsessivebooknerd.com and you can also find us on uh, send us an email at ovpodcast at gmail.com. You can send us any recommendations, any, anything you want us to review, anything you want us, any, any reactions you have, any audio files you want us to implement of your own audio reviews. That would be nice. Um, anything, you know, uh, we're not opposed to pictures of your cat, um, either. <laughs> well, um, well. Well, dogs. We're dog people at the Obsessive Viewer. Yeah, yeah. we are. Um, yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, I'm forgetting something. Like us on Facebook at the Obsessive Viewer and also Obsessive Book Nerd. Also check out Tiny's, uh, Tiny's side project, the uh, Secular Perspective Podcast, uh, where we're talking about our secularism. Yes. Um, other than that, you know, that I think that about does it. Yeah, go watch some stuff. Yes, that's that can be like our sign off. Go watch some stuff. Go watch some stuff. Yes. 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 All right. Well, thank you, everybody, and we will see you next week. Thanks a lot. Batman begins. But wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, damn it! (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. That was oh, great. That is awesome. <laughs> oh, Damn it. God, so <laughs> stupid. I should have said Battleship. No. Oh, man, I was trying to think of good. some other ones. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to, I was trying to think of other ones, but I can't. I don't, Lego movie. Got nothing. Oh, yeah. Love Actually. <laughs> Love Actually. Love Actually. My yeah. God. <laughs>